0: Hi everyone, it's Laura here from the Berry and Wonder programme, and welcome to April's podcast. So, the theme or my topic for this podcast, and um, because it's spring, and because spring represents new life. Excuse my chair squeaking in the background while I get comfy. Um, yeah, so spring represents new life, fresh starts, um birth, etc. Um I thought that the topic that would tie in quite nicely um at this time of year is becoming a new parent and the anxiety or or our fears, um our insecurities um that can come with that. Um because again, you know, we're starting with that sort of like new life birth theme, you know, obviously we can give birth at any time of the year um you know we can become pregnant um you know at any time of the year we have monthly cycles so um you know it can happen at any time but I just thought just because of the energies of the time of the year in general um it is a good time to bring this sort of topic up um because it doesn't matter whether it's your first baby or whether it's you know your Not eighth baby or or whatever, you can still get anxious, you can still have anxieties, you can still have fears. Sometimes those fears, you know, can evolve or they can be different. So, you know, if it is your second or third baby or or whatever, you might have um, developed some insecurities or fears that you might not have had like the first time around based on previous experiences or again, you know, just Being a first-time mum can come with a lot of um, doubts and sometimes like a lot of overwhelm, which can lead to anxiety as well. Um, you know, it's one of when when you're having a baby again, regardless whether it's the first night, it is a big life change, isn't it? It's one of those things that you know when you decide to have a baby and you decide to keep your baby, um, or even if you know whatever it is you're having, it's one of those things that you you can't sort of take back, you know, regardless of what path you you take, whether you decide to become that parent and stay that parent, or whether you decide to adopt out, or even if you decided to become a surrogate, or or even if you decide that, you know, um, being a parent at this time isn't the best for for you, your situation, or even for, for a baby, um, you know you've still have been you're still going through a bit of a process aren't you and a change something that you know you go through a change regardless don't you and you know there's always going to be something that's not quite the same you know it's going to the your experience whatever it is um changes you you grow and you develop um and you face challenges all the same you know um whatever path we go on on our journey becoming a parent or um making those type of decisions and whatever path you go on it's still a big thing it's a massive thing and um there can be a lot of information out there there can be a lot of different things that you have to consider um how it affects your your life or how it's going to affect your life your mental emotional you know even if it's a baby that's been wanted and you've purposely tried for, you know, sometimes then discovering that you're pregnant can still kind of throw you for six. Um, It can still all of a sudden sort of bring everything to life. You know, when, when you're talking about trying to conceive, you know, it's so abstract and you have your in your head sort of an idea of what it's like or what you think it's going to look like and be like and feel like... Um and become and you know the reality of it or when it does sort of hit you know it's um it can still be quite a shock and a surprise in some ways and um you know and for those pregnancies that are more of a surprise maybe sort of unplanned or unexpected or even ones that you know that you'd tried and it hadn't happened and then all of a sudden it has and again there's so many emotions and things that come round, and there's so many other factors like in your life whereas you know maybe when you were initially trying to conceive or something's happened you know you felt like you got all your ducks in a row and it was ready and it felt it might have felt like it was the right time but then anything can happen and that can throw that out of balance as well so you know there's whole other life goings on and stresses or considerations that can impact on how you feel about your pregnancy how you feel about giving birth how you feel about being a new mom um you know some of it positive but also you know there's all there's always going to be challenges as well and um you know I think it's something that we should talk about and we should talk about more and just to have someone to say, "You know it's okay to be freaked out, it's normal to be freaked out. It's normal to doubt it's normal to um feel unsure it's norm normal to question yourself and your decisions, whatever they might be um it's normal to be worried about being the worst parent in the world um about making mistakes it um normal to worry. <laughs> it's normal to grieve as well, um which might sound a bit odd, but I think when you become pregnant and when the baby's born, there's also that loss of your life of how it was before um because again, it's never gonna be exactly the same it's a big milestone a big change you you don't kind of hit the reset button and all of a sudden you're back to 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 not being a parent anymore again regardless of whatever path you go on so there is also a sense of grieving grief um for the life that you have known (laughs) for so long um and the certain amount of sort of control that you have over that and um having just that main response you know yourself being your sort of main responsibility really if that is the case and again that's something that's not talked about very much you know that again it's normal to grieve um and that's when the kind of sort of second guessing and doubting sort of might come into play as well and it's healthy to go through that process because you know it's about sort of getting to the point eventually of accepting and letting that go and Um, But allowing yourself to go through that sort of grieving process so then you can kind of shift into that sort of next gear of what your life is now going to be. And I think when it comes to sort of those anxieties and fears and worries and concerns and self-doubts and things like that, um, for me personally, it's the most important sort of, I don't know, bit of message or support or... Help is to be gentle with yourself and to um, allow yourself to feel, allow yourself to have those thoughts and acknowledge them as being important and being valued. They are there for a reason. You might not really understand it or you might feel guilty for what you're thinking and feeling at the time, but it is there for a reason. So rather than trying to judge yourself and trying to push it away or bury it under the carpet, you know... Um, pretend that it's not there. Um, the thing that I'd probably say to encourage to do is to take that time and reflect without judgment, because it will be there for a reason. All these things that kind of come and crop up, you know, don't haven't just magic, magiced out of thin air. They're not just um random. it's not because you're a bad person or going to be a bad parent. Um, There will be a reason that does make sense, whether it's perceptions based on observations of others that are around you that have gone through certain circumstances and that's had an impact or or your own experience of being a child, of being someone's child or, you know, your own sort of parents or parenting or grandparents experiences um or again other aspects of your life that have a big influence and is then gonna also be impacted because of the new situation that you're you're in. You know, again whether you're pregnant or whether you've already had a baby or a new mum or you you know, these still might be things that you're internally struggling in and your child might be a lot older. So again it's still relevant. And I think that sort of same advice um still sort of stands is to um sit with it. Sit with those fears a little bit. Sit with those insecurities. Sit with those doubts. Sit with that grief. Um, and allow yourself to embrace it, at least temporarily, so you can reflect on it. Don't judge it. Don't judge yourself too harshly. Um, so when you go through that kind of process, then you can begin to to let that go. You've dealt with that so you can move forward. It's a bit like when a toddler has a tantrum. They have all this big emotion that they don't know what to do with. And so it can kind of explode out of them. And they get it out of their system. And then the next minute, they're onto to whatever it is in that moment. And they've overcome that. And I think that although with um, babies and children and toddlers, when they go through that type of tantrum, it's um, not classed as a socially accepted way, for adults or older children to um to respond but actually it also does get it out of their system. There are healthier ways of doing that and better ways of doing that but we seem to go through from being able to express and release all that energy that's come from somewhere and move on as we do as a child and almost like, forget that it ever happened, you know, from one sort of um mood <laughs> or emotion and then on, right on to the next and then everything's fine. Um, as adults we're kind of like it's to just ignore it you just have to get on with it when actually really maybe we don't have a tantrum maybe we reflect instead <laughs> and we acknowledge and appreciate that and find healthier ways you know whether it is um having a bit of a boogie in a dance or putting um a comedy on or or having a cry or um you know, doing some exercise, releasing that energy in maybe a more positive or productive way instead. Um but there still needs to be a release. There still needs to be an acceptance and release before we can sort of embrace the new. So it's almost like clearing out that space, clearing out their cobwebs, you know, having a bit of an emotional um declutter. You know, we have to kind of get you know, we have to um work through that, release it, declutter it before we can move on. Um to maybe more of a more positive place to be um and I think as parents or becoming parents or whatever you know it can be quite a really big learning curve because uh whole sort of way of life does change overnight and again that can be from your first child but also again those sort of family dynamics when you have you know your second or third or you know eighth child or or whatever it is you know dynamics change again um the way that you do things your routines change again um and uh and again your responsibilities the what the things that you have to do again change again and every child is different um you know you can look at bringing them up under the same type of ethics but it's actually quite interesting and I really can't remember off the top of my head who it was that said it and where it was I heard it from so I do apologise but actually um, you know someone was saying that you know you have siblings but they never have the same parents and what it kind of meant by that was you know the older child even with the same biological parents uh, being raised by the same biological parents around the same time you, you know, pa- parents will ad- adapt for that child. They'll, if they're, you know, particularly in like the first child, you, you do things in a certain way um, and you're very much learning, you know. It's a m- really big sort of learning journey, um, bigger than I think a lot of the others. And you'll parent them in a certain way, but then when you have maybe your next child, if you decide to have more than one child, you know, you will adapt your parenting, Probably because that child is different to the first one, but also because you have more than one child to look after and so you have to adapt that. And so that experience of the second of having like you as parents, that's it, like, it's still different. It might not be it's not because you don't love them as much or or you love them more than then all of a sudden your older one or, or whatever, but it is just because situations are different, they're different. Um your responsibilities are different, um, the dynamics are now different, and also you've learnt different things as well. And you might have sort of grown in certain ways or you've decided that um, the priorities are different, you know, from when you have your first child, you know, what you think of as a priority of a parent or your... You know, changes and evolves. So... And then if you do have another child, then you've got the sort of like an older child, a middle child, and a younger child, and again... Um, your parenting will change and adapt based on the influence of the first two children, um. but then also based on the differences with the third child and how they are. And again, your priorities might have to shift and change. There are things that you might have to kind of let go of in terms of parenting because there's only so much you can do in 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And um, yeah, the reactions. And so that is quite interesting. And again, that can lead to... um. We might not be as conscious or think of it in that same way, but I think kind of we do know if we have sort of more than sort of one child. I definitely know, and I could definitely relate. You know how I parented and approached parenting with my first child is completely different than with my fourth. Um, but it's not because of a lack of love, and it's not because I wasn't as bothered, and it was and it isn't because of. Um, being unfair or having favoritism, oh, uh, and that's another thing. Um, you know, um, but it still doesn't mean we don't kind of get, you know, parent guilt or whether it's mom guilt, dad guilt, or guardian guilt or or whatever. Um, that can still happen. And again, it's just it's just the nature of the beast. It's just life. It's just how we evolve. Um, and again, a lot of guilt can come with things like that. You know, um. I think that when you become a parent, this whole sort of theme of obviously worrying about your children and wanting the best for your children and wanting to do the best and be the best that you can puts automatically can put like a lot of pressure on. And we can tend to do a lot of comparing or we can feel compared or judged as well. It kind of works both ways, doesn't it? You know, you end up with a lot of advice from a lot of people as soon as you become a parent or as soon as someone knows that you're going to become a parent that can happen too which adds to overwhelm and anxiety and stress and adds to the the guilt and the stress and anxiety that you're already feeling and it can become quite a catch-22 and a vicious cycle so that's why i'm saying like be gentle with yourself and reflect and and also remember you do the best that you can at the time you know and some days that might be better and some days it might not be as good, um. But at, in the moment, you know, we just aim to do what we can, at the time, the best that we can at the time, and um, like just like we adapt as parents, and just because we would, we, we different or we might parents slightly different with each of our children, doesn't mean that we're doing better for some than others that we're acting as favourites. It just means that we adapt. You know, when I see clients for treatments, I don't just always do the bog standard. Same thing for everyone, because that's an injustice. Because every single person that walks through my door has got different needs. They're going through different things. Um, They're coming for different reasons. So that is an injustice. If, if I just set stayed to a same script didn't adapt, didn't change, you know, didn't tailor what essential oils I used in my plans, didn't um amend my treatments so or a lot of the time or combine, then, you know, I'm not being individual for that person. And I think sometimes the same thing comes with parenting as well. Sometimes we can't always have the same approach with each child. Um and sometimes it's just because of limitations, time, responsibility constraints, but also sometimes it's because it's because they're individuals and they're different people even though you know they've still come from you they've still got the same parents they've still been raised in the same house um they their needs are slightly different and if we don't tailor what we do or if we you know and if we don't approach them differently or situations differently then you know there there is a bit of an injustice with that but it doesn't mean that you know because we have to approach things differently it doesn't mean it's because we've done anything wrong. It doesn't mean that it does make us a bad parent at all. Um, so, yeah, being gentle with ourselves and being in the moment and, you know, trying to restrict ourselves from comparing, having that compassion. Um, you know, questioning where those insecurities, those feel. Has come from and asking them are they relevant is that the truth in this situation at that circumstances or is it based on perception is it based on um sort of speculation is it based on other people's limited um knowledge or judgments you know is the or is it truth and a lot of the time you know I think when we're allow ourselves to be honest and open you know a lot of the time we put more pressure on or unrealistic expectations or it it just isn't the truth when we feel that we might be sort of failing there might always be better ways of doing things but we can only do what we do we can only um adapt ourselves or we can only apply ourselves based on the knowledge that we have at the time as well so again there's a lot of things oh gosh you know if i did that If I knew that, then I would have done it so different. But but at the time, you didn't know it. And, you know, sometimes that can't be helped. We can only know what we know. Um, And hindsight, you know, is always better, isn't it? Because we never know what experiences we're going to go through as parents or in our life in general. So, yeah, having that compassion, having that reflection, and if these fears, if you still kind of get to that point and think, you know, there is truth to this fear, there is some truth, maybe. um, I have been in a place where I've sort of dropped the ball a little bit. Well, then it's just like, okay, that's happened, I've recognised, I've realised it, I'm human, there's no such thing as perfection and there's definitely no such thing as a perfect parent, you know i think we always make we all make mistakes but at the same time you know if we were this whole idea of perfection then where would our children build up resilience for life you know um so where would they learn that it's okay to make mistakes if their parents seem untouchable and perfect all of the time where would they learn that it's healthy to have a wide range of complex emotions when um, their parents are constantly looking happy, like nothing phases them. You know, again, you know, it's about experience, isn't it? And again, perception and, you know, um, what our idea of perfection might be actually might not be very perfect at all and might be giving our children an injustice, you know, all of our flaws and accepting them, embracing them and being willing to acknowledge them, but also maybe adapt our approach or or work on improving them a bit is a part of being human, and children being able to see that and respect that is actually healthy for them as well. So, um, yeah, it's dropping that guilt or allowing yourself to acknowledge that it's there, but it might be a bit unreasonable, um, and that you're going to consciously try and sort of work on releasing that a bit. And, um, you know, I think as parents really it's about being supportive um you know you, everybody approaches parenting differently and everybody has different ideas of what might make a good parent or what you class as being a good parent or responsible parent or and what isn't um and it is okay to have differences but then you know people might be doing things because they might have read that at one point this is what was recommended for a baby or a child or being a parent when actually um, somebody else might know now that that isn't healthy but you know it's about boundaries and it's about approach and sometimes you know if there are things that that you know that maybe somebody might be doing or if you were doing something that actually this has been Um, clusters um, you know the ideas around what you're doing has changed it's actually there's a better way of doing it or a safe you know it's all about approach and it's all about helping to you know inform people in a healthy way build up each other and support each other help inform each other um, rather than sort of judge and belittle and um take away people's confidence as well so yeah being kind to ourselves but also being kind in our approach to others and respecting boundaries but also just helping to um to not overstep your boundaries as a as a parent when interacting with other parents too so again yeah um it's a big topic, and there are so many different aspects in parenting that you know we can sort of talk about um and and fears and and trauma and not actually knowing where the best place is to get information and all good things like that can get overwhelming, which is why having this emotional pause this this break this appreciation. But what you're going through, giving you a chance to reset and mentally, emotionally declutter is so important because there is so much going on there. And then you kind of realise that gosh, you know, I didn't know that, but I did my damn best and my intentions were good and from the best place possible. Um and my you know, my love for my child was is, was, has been, um, coming from a good place that pure place and that's what I could do at the time and um and I've adapted and I've grown and I've accepted and appreciate and I've learned and parenting is such a massive learning journey um so yeah just taking that time to pause and reflect and I know that in other sort of podcasts again that's the same sort of thing coming up isn't it you know um you know, the same sort of tips or sort of variations. um. But sometimes it is sort of reminding ourselves of that um, and also saying it's OK to feel overwhelmed. It is OK to have that guilt and anxiety. Telling a parent or someone just to get over something or just to let it go is not very helpful because it's a process that we have to go through. Um, there's a process to it. And then and um, we almost need to come to our own understanding and it's a journey that we have to work through. So like my advice is to start that journey and, and start with embracing what's going on or trying to embrace. And a lot of the time, you know, we are like onions, there are layers. And sometimes we think that we might have gotten over or got to a point where we've let go of... Certain insecurities or fears or anxieties, and then all of a sudden, out the blue it might come back up again. And all that it means is that it's like, um, I love this quote by Denise Duffield Thomas, she talks about this like with them, um, she's like, a... um like, a money coach, you know, for, like, entrepreneurs and things like that. This is still relevant. And she says, you know, you're working through your blockages and things like that. So regardless of whether it's money or parenting, you know, you kind of... you, You work in layers, so you kind of, you know, you work through certain traumas, you work through certain barriers, certain things that are holding us back from stopping us from reaching our potential. Um, And this is just as relevant in parenting. Um... But then all of a sudden you, you kind of get to that equilibrium. But then but then you m- move up and you get faced with challenges which might trigger the same type of blockage that you felt you've already got over. And her sort of thing is, you know, when you get to a new level of growth and development, that old devil comes back again because, you know, you still need to work on it because it was there for a reason and your brain automatically wants to um, protect yourself so it kind of comes back up again and it doesn't mean that we failed and it doesn't mean that we haven't learnt or haven't grown or haven't gotten better. It just means that actually you know what? It we've we're a work we're a constant work in progress and it just means that actually I'm getting to the point where I'm ready to work on it a bit more again and go through through my insecurities a bit more and go through my fears a bit more because I've grown so much more so, I'm ready to tackle the next bit of self um growth and self development, and actually, it's a positive thing. It's a sign that um sign that the you know you're ready to to continue your self growth journey um because we are a constant work in progress like I said there's no you know there's not such thing as perfection there is you know it's growth it's practice it's adaption it's learning um, and we never stop at all we never stop and it's you know and if we can have an outlook from that perspective then it's easy uh, for us to get into that place where we can give ourselves a bit of a break so we can then do the work um so yeah big deep stuff um, but again, a lot of the same messages, a lot of the same themes, it's just adapting it to a different um, perspective or a different situation. And a lot of the time that's all that we need to do. But, uh, you know, affirmations can be really sort of helpful as well. And sometimes we, ha- with affirmations we have to really say them like we mean them. Um, and we have to kind of fake it until we make it, until those shifts really do take place. And a really good one for sort of like parenting or being a new parent or anxiety. Saying that I am, enough, I am good enough. I am a good enough parent. And I'm doing my best. And my best is okay. Or my best is good enough. <laughs> so I am good enough. I am a good enough parent. And I'm doing my best. And my best is good enough. So just maybe say that to yourself a few times a day when you get up in the morning before you go to bed when you're feeling like a really crappy parent and having that sort of parent guilt um coming on top of you you know just remind yourself you know i'm good enough um I'm a good parent you know i'm doing my best and my best is good enough and just reminding yourself of that of that so i'm um, yeah, I hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast about you know being a parent or becoming a parent, being a new parent or or just a parent who's definitely feeling the guilt um or not good enough and and hopefully yeah, it helps helps you in some way and um yeah, it helps you to appreciate that it is normal. <laughs> It's normal to have all these fears and insecurities. Um, but we can work on them and we can minimalise them. And we can just do our best. Each and every day, just go with that intent. That I'm just going to do my best. I'm going to try my best. And that's the best that I can do. So with that, I'm going to say goodbye. And hopefully you'll catch me in the next podcast. <laughs> Bye for now.